Good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to Motivational Moment in the Morning. My name is Portia Wilkins here in Houston, Texas. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2016. Uh, thank you all so much for on today. Oh, my goodness, honey, it's our anniversary. <laughs> I knew that day was awesome for a reason. It's our anniversary. <laughs> How exciting, and we get to share it with you all this morning. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on today. Uh, We ask that throughout the call today that you post your notes on social media using the hashtag WhenDreamsCollide, as well as build it for your last name so we can flood social media with super positive and awesome stuff. Um, information that's going to inspire them and encourage them to, to get through the day. Continue to invite people and, and share it with everyone that you know. We appreciate you all for joining us. We're here every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for 20 minutes of power and inspiration to help you start your day off on time and on top. Ladies, listen, if you missed Straight Talk Women Talk last night, go to the website, immediately following Motivational Women in the Morning, Go to the website and listen to the replay. It was powerful. Our sister Keisha Wilson laid out a phenomenal, powerful word. You want to hear what she taught upon, and uh, Dr. Bruce did as well. Phenomenal, phenomenal call last night uh, in preparation for what we're going to be able to do in person at the Straight Talk Woman Talk in part session in Dallas, Texas, this Saturday, March the 5th, 2000. And 16, it is going to be incredible. We're going to have women from all over Texas. Some are even flying in again uh, to be there, and it's going to be a mighty move of God. Uh, We're going to be able to uncover a lot of those things that have been holding you back from progressing to the next level. Straight Talk Women Talk is a principle-based platform that's grounded in truth and authenticity with no condemnation and no judgment. So you're able to really get past what you're going through because you tell the truth about your story and and what's happening. And so, um, you know, we're there to support and and help you push through. So join us on Saturday for the in-part session. It's going to be amazing, classroom style, more intimate settings. So we're going to really be able to unfold a lot of things for you. Uh, StraightTalkWomenTalk.com is where you can get tickets, details, and information on the impart session, and we'll see you on Saturday. All right, folks, get your pen and papers ready. Uh, if you're driving, put in your earpiece. If you are on social media, go ahead and pull those pages up. Get ready to post your notes. Remember, hashtag when dreams collide, as well as build it for your last name. Please and thank you so much on this anniversary day. <laughs> Husband, come on on to the line and say good morning. To our VIP, sir. Absolutely. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, kings and queens. Good morning, world changers. Good morning, vision carriers. Good morning, students of excellence. Good morning, family. Good morning, VIPs. Come on, y'all. Vision, impact, partners. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will. Rejoice and be glad in it. I am excited about your future. Did you hear this morning I said, I am excited about your future. I want to talk to you from a thought this morning. It doesn't always feel good. Yes, yes. It doesn't always feel good. 
It is interesting that God, our Father, our Creator, He knows the beginning from the end, but isn't it amazing that He never shows us the hell in the hallway? Uh, If He showed you the hell in the hallway that you would have to deal with, if He showed you all of the pitfalls and the setbacks that you would have to endure on your way to destiny, many of us, if we are honest and candid, would agree that we would stay right where we are. I didn't know that greatness cost this much. I did not know the pain that is associated with going after a dream. I I didn't know the pain that causes you to push out purpose could hurt this badly. I did not know people that thought, people that you thought loved you really didn't love you, neither did they like you. I, I didn't know that most people weren't loyal to you. They'd be loyal to what you did for them in a season. I I didn't know that people would post things about you and flat out lie about you. Can I say something to you? Let them keep lying on you. You just keep telling the truth about them. Mm. Let them keep lying on you. You just keep telling the truth about them. It doesn't always feel good. Now, it will be good because all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. But watch this, and are called according to his purpose. Now, it's got to be according to his purpose. And you must be called. Many are called, but few are chosen. My question for you is, when are you going to finally answer the call on your life? Many of us, if we are completely honest and transparent, we have allowed the fear of what they're going to say rob us of walking in destiny, and we disguise it under the banner of loyalty. But ladies and gentlemen, your loyalty can also become your slavery. Don't confuse loyalty with slavery, because when you confuse loyalty with slavery, it becomes poverty, and you become impoverished, and you cannot give what you never got. You can't reach where you never stretched. And I'm telling you, it doesn't always feel good to take the high road. Uh, it, do, it doesn't always feel good to look above all the haters. It doesn't always feel good to keep pressing towards the mark of the higher calling. It doesn't always feel good for them to backbite on you. It doesn't always feel good when people say they were going to be there. You've got to decide and learn who to count on and who you must count out. Because they'll always give you their opinions. They'll always tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Yes, you know, your family. You know, can I say something to you as well? Most of your so-called friends can't support you publicly because of what they said about you privately. Most of your so-called friends cannot support you publicly because of what they said about you privately. And you've got to be very careful as you're going down this road called destiny, as you're taking what Bishop Jakes calls destiny steps. See, it's step by step. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And it won't always feel good. I wish it did. I wish I, wish, I, wish I could tell you that when you decide. Yeah, that word decide, it rhymes with homicide and suicide. In other words, something dies. When you make a decision, I wish I could tell you that when you made the decision, it would be easy. But we know 
in life. If you do what's easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what's hard, your life will be easy. I wish it was easy, but easy is sleazy. I wish you could say, I could say to you this morning that when you start to take the steps toward destiny, when you start to reach towards your dreams and your goals, when you start that new business, when you begin to write that book, when, when you begin to start that ministry, I wish I could tell you that, that when it is that you step out of the comfort zone, as Brian Tracy calls our comfort zone being our danger zone, I wish I could tell you that people would celebrate you. But the truth of the matter is, most of your friends and family won't start supporting you until strangers start celebrating you. In other words, when God wants to bless your life, he will bring somebody new into it. But when he wants to, hey, when he wants to protect your life, he'll remove old people from it. And it, all, it doesn't always feel good. When things start to get toxic-turvy, when, when relationships start to reveal themselves, when, when people start to really show you who they are. Doc, Dr. Maya Angelou says when people show you who they are, believe them. She also said people will forget what you did. They will forget what you said, but they will never forget how you made them feel. It doesn't always feel good. I, I can imagine many a times Dr. King probably wanted to turn back around on his brief sojourn going to fight for the civil rights movement and going to fight for the voting rights. I, I can imagine that Nelson Mandela, after spending those 27 years in prison, I, I can imagine after the first two or three years, he, he probably said, ah, this, this doesn't feel Good. I, I can imagine when Barack Obama was running for election, his own pastor started to ridicule and do things that could cost him the election. I can imagine it, it didn't feel good. I, hey, I, I can imagine that, you know, Mother Teresa, she's stepping over people to, to now go ahead and get donations and contributions to go ahead and take care of the homeless and to take care of the poor. I, I can imagine it didn't always feel good her going through the experience. I can, I can imagine that you, you don't always feel good when, when you're crying deep, deep in places where people don't realize, when you're having to act strong when deep down inside you're fragile and breaking apart. I, I can imagine that, that there are places and people that don't really know your full story. They may know your church testimony, but they don't know the real deal of what people have done to you and the people that you put confidence in. Can you imagine Given an account for, a report card for all the people uh, that you thought you could count on, all the people uh, that, that you gave Hallmark cards to, all the people that you bought things for, all the people you spent time with, all the people you cried with. Could you imagine having to give an account for all of the things that you've done? But I've got I to tell something to you. If you ever have to remind people, what you did for them, you didn't do it for them, you did it for you. If you ever have to remind someone of what you did for them, you didn't do it for them, you, you did it for you. Here's the thing, it doesn't always feel good. It's easy to be, it's easy to be average. It's easy to be ordinary. It, it's easy to be mediocre because 
you can feel good. It, it can just go along. You can just go along to get along. But when you are looking to influence and impact, when, when you're looking to do something magnificent with your life, when you want your life to have meaning, to have significance, when you want to live a life such that when you leave here, you don't need a tombstone where we have to remember that you were here, when you want to really leave a legacy, you know, an inheritance is what you leave for people. A legacy is what you leave in people. It doesn't always feel good. That's why you celebrate these heroes. That's why you clap and applaud for people. That's why they make you cry and get you emotional. Because in deep, dark places that you may not have even resolved, you know that they've done things. They've, they've paid a certain price. It costs what it costs to be great. It will never go on sale. Nobody will ever discount destiny. You won't be able to coupon clip your way to your goals and to your dreams. It's going to not always feel good. You're going to have some sleepless nights. You're going to cry sometimes. You're going to have some high-volume, low-production conversations with your spouse, a.k.a. arguing. Your kids don't act like they're crazy and have lost their minds. Sometimes you're going to have to have just disagreements with people that cannot be agreeable. You're going to have people pointing the finger at you and lying on you and talking about you. It's all a part of the process because when things seem as though they're falling apart. They're really falling into place. It doesn't always feel good. But I can tell you, it will be good. It will be good. It won't end like this. It won't, hey, it won't end with you feeling hurt. It won't end with you in tears. But those of us that sow in tears will reap in joy. You cry about it because you care about it. If you ain't crying about it, it's, it's, not, it's not personal for you. It's, it's not in your heart. When it gets in your heart, when what you're doing gets in your heart, oh, you may be tough, you may be strong, you may be courageous, but, but that pain, that pain shows up. Why, Jerry? Because pain is nothing but weakness leaving the body. It doesn't always feel good. But at the end of the day, when people look back on the chronicles of your life and they start to piece up all the things that you've been through, the testimony that, you, that you've had to create because of the test you were willing to endure, the, mess, the message that came through your mess, the, 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 the mistake that turned into your ministry, all of those things that add up. And although it didn't feel good, other people will be able to benefit because you stood for something. Because when you, when you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel good, but you've got to do it anyway. Speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. Speak the truth even if your voice shakes. Fear's not in your DNA. DNA doesn't need approval. Since fear isn't in our DNA, we gotta be courageous enough to not only believe the, the truth over the lie, but speak it as well. Even if your voice shakes, you gotta get, get out of your own way. 
and, and say what it really is. The truth is what the word of God says about you. The fact may be, you know, you have cancer, you have diabetes, you, you, you are going through a depression, you are broke, you are emotional, you are all these negative things. That, that, that may be the fact. But the truth is who God says you are. That's the truth. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. This too shall pass. <laughs> all of those things. So you, you got to choose what you're going to believe. If you're going to focus on the facts or lean on the truth. The truth is only offensive to those who believe the lie or to whom it applies to. So if it doesn't apply, don't take offense. But if a person does take offense, it's because the shoe fits. It doesn't always feel good to speak the truth, but you got to do it anyway. you got to speak it anyway. Why? God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of sound mind. That's 2 Timothy 17, um, 1 and 7, I mean. So what you got to do is get out there and say and do the necessary things so that you can go and be who God has called you to be. It's not going to always feel good. You know, we told you today is our anniversary, and last year, Along this time, you know, things were super awesome and great and all of that. And shortly after we got uh, married, our first year, I had to have surgery. Nobody was, that wasn't part of the plan. That was the the, the facts. The facts were, you know, I, I had all these fibroids or, or tumors in, in my uterus. That was a fact. But the truth was, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. The, the the truth is I'm coming out of this, <laughs> okay, better than before. That that was the truth. And so that's what I focused on during that time. That wasn't something that I wanted to deal with in the beginning stages of, of our marriage. You know, we're supposed to be honeymooning, and here I am laying on the operating table. That, that was not part of the, the plan, the agenda, or the process that we've laid out. But it was all purposeful for God's work that he would call me to do later because that's what birth straight talk women talk. I wasn't pregnant with a child then because I was pregnant with another child, another baby, a purpose project that he wanted me to go forth and do. And so it doesn't, it, you may be at a certain point where you, you want to move forward and you want to do something, but God hasn't given you the okay to go do it yet. And because he hasn't given you the okay yet, it's because there's something else that he wants you to do. There's, there's another direction that he wants you to take. He's changing up the, the course for you. You know, he's changing things up to the point where, okay, I know you thought, I I know you thought you were buried in this situation, but you're beginning to discover that you were really planted. When something is planted, there's an expectation of life. When it's buried, there isn't. So no matter how hard things may seem or stagnant you may feel right now, how bad it doesn't, uh, how bad it feels and all of that, with your with your vision and your and your dreams, you gotta remember you're still alive. It's not over. You're not buried. You're planted. Greater is on the way. It's coming to you. No, it doesn't feel good to be in this place of limbo. This place of one door's closed. You know he's getting ready to open up another one, but you're in the hallway, and that's the part that he doesn't expose us to. You gotta praise him in the hell that's in the hallway anyway, because it's your praise that's gonna break the chain that's going to allow him to get you to that other side, that's going to open up the next door. That's the key to opening up the next door. That's the key. Why? No eye has seen. 
No ear is heard, and, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. You, What you do during this season when it doesn't feel good is determine what he's going to do in the next one. This this experience is your seed that you're going to sow for your harvest of happiness to the next season. That's what it is. So so what are you so what are you doing in this moment? Know this wasn't planned, but find it not strange. The scripture tells us first Peter four and twelve, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test you, to test the quality of your faith. Don't 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 find it strange or be surprised about it as if as if it's something unusual that's happening to you. No. You're sharing in the suffering of Christ in that season. So you got to keep on rejoicing so that when his glory is revealed, you may rejoice with great joy. If you suffer for Christ, let me tell you something. You're blessed. You're blessed. That's, that's what you want to have happen. That's, that's what you want people to, to see. You want them to see the Christ-like mentality in you. Now, we all fall short at times. We don't always get it right. But... Once you identify that you've gotten it wrong, maybe in your reaction or or what you said or something, then go ahead and make those adjustments to get it right before God. It's not going to always feel good. It's not. You know, I've been married a couple of years now. It doesn't always feel good. It doesn't. If you, We've met couples who said, oh, marriage is amazing. It's the best thing ever. You're going to be happy forever and ever. And I'm in it like they were they were lying. <laughs> that that is that is not no that is not what happened. Uh uh-uh. uh, you know. <laughs> it's just it's the truth of the matter. It doesn't always feel good, but when you keep God first, like my husband said, you will be good. You will be good despite how it feels. Parenting it doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel good to have your child be uh, to disobey you. That does not feel good to you or to them, especially when they get corrected. Nobody feels good in that moment, but everybody's going to be good. Why? Because it's that correction process that, that develops your character. Correction develops your character. A lot of you may be going through that correction season. It's the worst part of the process because it, your, your character is being refined and your character is the, the heart of you. There's surgery being taking place right now on your heart. And that's why it may hurt. That's why it's uncomfortable. That's why it doesn't feel good. But it's necessary. It's part of the process so that you can be good later on. Just know that what you experience think is, is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. There's millions of people who have experienced the exact same thing. And if they survived, you can as well period, point blank, in the story. It doesn't always feel good, but at the end of the day, when it's said and done, you are definitely going to be good. You just got to keep pushing through. Honey? I remember hearing a story about a competition that was taking place at a church. Two young ladies got up in the final audition stages of the competition, and it was for a season of uh, what they call uh, better on gospel, bet on gospel. And here they are singing their hearts out, and it had come down to these last two, an older, sainted woman that was about 70 years old and a young woman that was about 26 years old. The young woman of 26 years old was extremely talented, could sing, just sing, just sing, sing, sing so well. And she would do all the runs and, I mean, just had the, the, the place erupting with such excitement, zeal, and vitality. And 
it came down to the last, the last song selection, and the judges couldn't decide who could sing better or who was going to win the competition between the 70-year-old woman and the 26-year-old woman. And so they pulled out of a, uh, put out of a hat, uh, yeah, the, the song title that they were going to use, and the song title was Amazing Grace. And so they, uh, they let the young lady go first, and she sang the song Amazing Grace and How Sweet They'll Sound. And, and, I mean, she had the whole place upside down. I mean, they were excited. They were full of zeal. They were full of life and full of vigor. People were excited listening to her gift, listening to her talent. And after she was done, she, she handed the microphone to the 70-year-old woman. Ms. Ms. Beth Lee comes up, takes the mic, and she begins to sing Amazing Grace. And she sings that song, Amazing Grace, from a place that, that touched people's soul. Uh, they, weren't, they weren't jumping and running and full of vigor. People were just weeping. They were in tears. They, they were sitting there in tears. They didn't even know why they were in tears. All the judges put down their pins, couldn't take notes on the song, they sat there with tears in their eyes, remembering and feeling and letting the song resonate in their spirit. And after she was done, she set the microphone down. And, and as they picked up the pens, trying to take notes on who, who, who was going to be the winner, who's, who's, whose contest was, was it going to, who was the one that was going to take the trophy, they asked the young, the young, they asked the young lady, well, ma'am, how, how long have you been singing? She says, I've been singing since I was the age of two. My mom sang, my grandma sang, my father sang. They, we grew up in church, and, and that's how I learned how to sing. And they said, well, who taught you the song, Amazing Grace? She says, I've heard it since I was a little kid, since I was a little child, and, and that's why I knew all the lyrics. That, that's why I knew it all. And, and they came to the older woman. They said, ma'am, uh, Miss Beth Lee, how, how, how did you know this song? She says, uh, I've known the song for a long time, but, but I've lived it even longer. She said, she... The young lady, she may, she may know the song, but I know the Savior. <laughs> it was amazing grace, how sweet the sound. <laughs> it was amazing grace that picked me up when, when everybody let me down. It was the amazing grace that picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. I want to tell each and every one of you today, <sighs> people don't need to hear another sermon. They don't need to hear another song. They need for you to be the sermon. They need for you to be the song. It doesn't always feel good, but it will end good. God bless you. God bless your families. And God most certainly bless your dreams.